This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to theonesummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for that paleo show with your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill. Welcome to that paleo show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Sarah Stewart. I'm Steve Hayter. And I'm Brett Hill. Recently, we had Jo Witten from Quirky Cooking join us, and she spoke all about how she uses her Thermomix to make healthy paleo cooking really simple. And you guys at home went absolutely nuts for it. So because we got such a huge response and because we love it when you're happy, and also a little bit because Dr. Brett is still mastering the art of using his, <laughs> we thought we'd bring another paleo thermomix genius into, wait for it, the mix. See what I did there, anyone? <laughs> so today's guest is a nurse, a thermomix consultant and fitness fanatic who follows a paleo style diet with lots of raw foods. Like all of us, she loves food and loves learning new ways to prepare it. We are pumped and hoping that if we ask her really nicely, that Emily will share her top tips and tricks for making paleo food prep easier. Not only does she know her way around the kitchen, but she's also picked up plenty of knowledge about what people like to eat. When she's not busy sharing recipes, ideas, lifestyle hints and food recommendations, she can be found working at Paleo Cafe on the Mornington Peninsula in Melbourne. It is our pleasure to extend a big warm welcome to Emily Cooper from Paleothermy. Thank you, guys. Wow, what an introduction. That's awesome. <laughs> We're really excited to have you along. In case you hadn't worked it out, we, um, we get excited about anything food-related, really. Me too. <laughs> um, Emily, I've been following your trail of deliciousness on Facebook for a little while now. Thank you. When we um, first acquired a Thermomix at our place, it all seemed a pretty daunting and um, I know I was stressed out that we wouldn't use it enough. Um, but what I really loved is that I was so impressed and relieved to see that your Paleothermy Facebook page, it's a relatively new kid on the block and it's been up and running since about 2013. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, and this made me feel really great because you've got a huge variety of recipes and kitchen skills that you share, and you make it seem like you're born using a Thermomix, so obviously there's some hope for all of us, yeah. <laughs> um, so what's your story, and how did you discover paleo? Uh, basically, I've always loved cooking since I was even little, um, and in the last, it was probably about three and a half years ago, um, my husband was diagnosed with quite a serious uh, cancer. And um, this led me to ask why, like what was going on and just looking into different things like about food and, um, uh, chemi you know, chemicals in our cleaning and on our skin and all that kind of thing. And it just led me down a big rabbit warren basically and onto paleo and just trying to avoid any processed foods, um, going organic, free range, all that kind of thing. Um, so that was the main reason. And I'd probably had my Thermomix uh, a couple of months just before that happened. So I was initially using it to make lots of yummy, naughty treats <laughs> like pavs and um, oh, yeah. scones and, you know, uh, a different loaf of bread every few days and bagels and all sorts of things. 
Um, but then going on a paleo journey, it's helped me even more with, uh, with my cooking and um, just exploring different things in the kitchen. Emily, I thought that was so fascinating in your intro there that you've got a nursing background. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah. Sarah and I uh, have lots of friends that are nurses, actually, as it, as it happens. And um, one of the things that we love is is just the generosity and the care that, that, that nurses typically yeah, show on a whole. Yeah, we love and, nurses. And, uh, <laughs> nurses are nice. And um, we uh, actually had a nurse uh, at cave camp as well. And, and we got into a bit of a discussion about, you know, the, the people making comments about her progress that she's having and, you know, oh, what are you doing and, and things like that. And, and certainly nurses, I think, uh, do a really great job of caring for other people. And, and what can sometimes happen is with a hectic schedule and, and sort of, you know, putting others first can be challenges that people have with their health. And I was just wondering if, if you've given it any thought or if, if any friends have come to you for advice, those sorts of people that maybe, you know, struggle um, in the nursing field with time doing time to prep and stuff like that have you had any friends that you've been able to give some really solid uh, advice to with regards to their health I find sometimes nurses are actually the worst at looking after their own health uh, because of the shift work I think so a lot of them do look for really quick uh, easy options and uh, unfortunately doing a lot of night shift you'll find uh, the most unhealthy options are being taken as in chips chocolate Tim Tams, you know, that's all that gets eaten. Um, so I haven't had a lot of perhaps nursing friends turn towards paleo, but a lot of friends um, that I've met through the gym, so more of my fitness friends, have really turned towards paleo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Well, hopefully they'll, they'll turn to it after this podcast. Who knows? Who knows? And, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Emily, I'd, I'd love to hear a bit more about your story. I mean, obviously you had a massive wake-up call, a massive realisation that perhaps stuff needed to change. So when you started making these changes, you know, using your thermi, going from making the pavs and the, and the scones and all those things towards making more of the paleo food, what sort of changes did you as a family notice? What, what, what stuff, you know, what did you notice going on to the paleo diet? Oh, huge changes in just, I guess I was, uh, for myself, I was very much the low fat, skinny, uh, soy milk, um, complete opposite to anything paleo. So for me it was, and, but I also used to work out an hour and a half a day at least, see probably six days a week, do lots of fun runs, that kind of thing. And I wasn't getting any results. I wasn't losing weight. I wasn't feeling great either. I was tired all the time, um, and relying on coffee to keep going. So for me, it was huge in terms of my body composition and just just feeling really good. My skin cleared up. My um, this is going to sound strange, but my teeth. I haven't had to really go to the dentist since yeah. going paleo. Yeah. I've noticed, and they and I used to have to get them cleaned regularly. So that's just one little thing. Just everything really just seems to work better. That's so cool. And I um, I guess like you get to um, t- chat to all kinds of people um, working down at the Paleo Cafe. Um, do you exchange Paleo Triumph stories or what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, definitely. Um, I just even I work today and it's just amazing like how many um, pe- people I'm exposed to and Paleo is changing their lives on a daily basis. Uh, we have people come in with all sorts of autoimmune conditions, uh, MS, Crohn's, you know, ulcerative colitis, and they just they just love to talk. They love to talk about 
what they're cooking at home. Like they'll come in and they'll buy some ingredients like um, say, for instance, a lady bought coconut sugar and she couldn't wait to get home and start using that in her baking and just the excitement of people just finding this this way of life and how great they feel and it can be any age like some of our some of our best customers are in their 80s and it's re- really cool to see like they'll come in and get their paleo hot chocolates made with coconut milk and they just love it i know that's <laughs> one of the things that maggie beer is really passionate about is <clears throat> influencing the quality of food in in um you know uh, what are they called retirement villages and yeah. things like that yep. um what's uh, what's some um some cool sort of uh, reach outs that people have done to you uh, regarding your paleothermy uh, Facebook group. Have you made any sort of cool contacts or had any cool stories come out of it? Yeah, I've made a lot of, a lot of friends through it um, here in Melbourne. Um, there's a few girls that I'll meet up with regularly, which is great. There's some that came to my cooking class that I still see. Yeah, have you, like, have you had anyone uh, sort of come out of the woodwork and say, you know, um, oh, your paleo, your paleo thermo mix group or your page is fantastic, um, you know, and, and just had any good news stories or perhaps had any good news stories come your way through the Paleo Cafe? Uh, a lot of, um, through the Facebook Paleo Thermi page, I get a lot of people posting. Um, they love my, especially my beef stroganoff recipe, which I also have on the Thermomix recipe community, which I don't know if you guys have had a chance to have a look at. But that's a great spot for recipes and it's just it's quite a hard um, web page to actually upload your recipes on so that's why I tend not to put many recipes on there because it takes so long. Ah. But they do have some great recipes on there um, and the beef stroganoff has been my most uh, popular one so far. Nice. Um, through the cafe, as I said, I, I pretty much try and keep nursing and the cafe separate, so I don't really advertise the fact that I'm a nurse when I'm at the cafe because I think you've got to be careful with what advice I'm actually allowed to give yeah. <laughs> give people, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, but we do get lots of people sharing their story about, um, yeah, about healing their, especially autoimmune conditions with, by trying to follow a paleo diet. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey Emily, I know this guy, and uh, and he's he's a guy. He's got two little kids, and he's recent, relatively recently acquired a Thermomix, and uh, and he's not a very good cook, and so he likes to cook just like easy, simple things. Barbecue. I'm just yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering what kind of recipes you might have for the Thermomix that are just like really simple and easy. Like what are your what are your go tos, and particularly ones I guess that the kids might enjoy as well. Um, so the kids like. Lots of curries. I don't know they've had lots of curries yet, but that might have to be the next step by the sound of it. They're perfect to make in the Thermomix because you literally just put everything in, like you're starting with your spices from scratch. You know, you're cooking a bit of onion and garlic, add your meat, and you can leave it for 10 or 20 minutes and it's cooked beautifully. So that's a good one. Um, Your bolognese sauce, which you can make in the Thermomix really, you know, in 10 to 15 minutes and then serve it on your veggies. Or um, some, we sell sweet potato noodles at the cafe. I don't know if you guys have ever tried them. They're pretty cool. The kids love them. Um, burgers. So you don't have to always cook everything in the Thermomix, but if you're just making your mince and your onion in the Thermomix with some herbs, that's all you need in an egg. Uh, also do like a, a whole roast or a whole chook in the top of the Thermomix so you could steam it and then you just pop it in the oven for the last 10 minutes. So that's a really... 
really quick meal and you can do some steamed veggies in there at the same time. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're probably my favourite ones. There's some good ideas there. I'm, I'm <laughs> loving it. I would never have even thought of putting a chook in the top of the thermomix. Yeah, a, so a whole one will fit in your uh, Varoma. That's there brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. That's their Brett, Brett's like, is that what that's for? <laughs> for <Varoma? laughs> they call that thing. <laughs> that's right. You can do heaps in there, like even just um, steam, like get a couple of kilos of chicken breasts and steam them and then just shred them up through a salad. That works really well as well. Ah, beautiful. Um, well, Emily, I think you've just answered one of our um, listeners' questions. I um, posted earlier on the social networking and um, Just Love Paleo got super excited. She actually said, wow, how did I not know about paleo <laughs> So I think they've gone and scoped you out and got really excited. That's cool. Um, and then she says, um, ask her about her favorite one bowl meal and her favorite sauce or dressing recipe made in Thermy. Okay. So my favourite dressing would be my, I just call it, it's like an Asian um, style dressing which I use on lots of salads, which has nut butter, which of course you can make in the Thermomix yourself, Um, ginger, garlic, a bit of lemon juice, uh, maple syrup, aminos and some chilli. And you can make the recipe for that, which I'll have in my book, uh, makes about a cup so you can use that over a week or so. I'm so glad you mentioned the book, Emily, because I'm one of these people who needs, like, lit ingredients. Like, you know, people kind of go, oh, just put a bit of this in and just put a bit of that in. Uh, that that, that doesn't work for me. I, 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 I need, like, detailed instructions of what goes follow. in. So yep. I'm excited about that book. That sounds good. <laughs> it's really, It's been really exciting to write it because there's nothing really uh, – there's no – there's not many actually Australian paleo cookbooks and there's certainly not a, a paleo Thermomix cookbook. And I've had so many customers um, ask me, you know, and come into the cafe too asking for a Thermomix cookbook. Um, yeah, definitely. That's going to so be great guns. Yeah, it's really exciting to be able to write one and I've tried to be uh, really just stick to that the paleo template. I think there's one recipe in there with some uh, quinoa in it, which I'm – trying to decide whether to keep it in there or not. Um, but that's probably the only ingredient that's even questionably paleo, I guess you'd say. And, Emily, have you got Thermomix on board? Like, will this be an official Thermomix book? No, I did ask them, but they're, they're apparently really hard to get to, um, you know, officially go with a, an yeah. unknown, I guess you'd say. So, I did, yeah, I did ask, but never mind. We'll do all right without them. <laughs> and so we've, what, what's your naughtiest, like, paleo recipe that you've got, Emily? Like, what's the, what's the thing that's, like, the kind of, you know, sometimes occasional sweet dessert that you can sneak in there? Oh, I'd probably say my raw caramel slice. Duh. It's so good. It's like I could eat the, <laughs> I could eat the whole lot. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's even better than a, than a real traditional caramel slice in my opinion. I'm giggling, Emily, because at Cave Camp, we had um, Claire Yates come in and she made these amazing, ridiculous, um, like, little bliss balls and it had this, oh, I'm like salivating thinking about it, I had this caramel sauce and every time someone walked into the kitchen, I got busted with my hand like in the fridge, (laughs) my finger in the bowl. So when you said caramel, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, that's trouble. Yeah, anything caramel is my weakness, I have to say. I ate so many of those at Cave Camp. Maybe it was just us three eating. I wasn't even polite. Sorry, campers. Cave Camp sounds a lot of fun. I think, are you considering having one in Victoria? 
Well, well. It depends if the people want us there or not. I mean, we'd love to hear from our listeners, you know, tell us where you want us to go. We're um, obviously headed to Queensland next, which we're really stoked about. Yeah, that'll be um, great. But yeah, we'd love to do a, an Oswide tour, I think. Yeah, we got heaps of friends in, in Victoria. So yeah, we'd, we'd love to. We'd love to. Cool. Um, I'm interested, uh, we were talking a little bit uh, before, the, uh, before the podcast, uh, Emily, you were talking about um, the demand you've had for cooking classes and what, you, what you're uh, looking at doing in response to that. Can you tell us a little bit what's going on there and, and perhaps give it a little bit of a plug? Yeah, so a few months ago, I ran um, what I called a Paleo Basics class at a local cooking school. Um, it's mainly focused on using the Thermomix just to, as it says, make paleo basics. So we have um, bliss balls in there, we have avocado mousse, we have uh, making coconut milk and nut butters and granola because a lot of people don't realize you can do that really quickly and easily with your Thermomix. Um, but also a couple of uh, salads and main dishes. And um, I'm running one of those again in August which will be really exciting. And, again, I mainly use the Thermomix, but give everyone options of what else they can use. And we also use the oven and stuff as well. So, And I found at the last one I had a lot of young mums who were really trying to make changes for their kids and, and, uh, and for their own health as well. So it's really exciting. And, Emily, where can people find more information about that to, to uh, hunt it down and book themselves in? They can go to um, the website, Bex table.com.au so it's bex-table.com.au and so emily as far as like the basics i mean what what do you think are sort of the basic uh foods i guess but also the basic skills required for people that are that are new to the paleo diet like where do you find people are deficient and, and what do people need sort of the most help with i think just um subbing making substitutions substitutions for things like there's so many, most of the, I find most Thermomix recipes can be easily converted to a paleo um, version, if you like. Like, for instance, the stroganoff's got um, heavy cream in it just by, by swapping that to either coconut cream or a dairy-free sour cream, which I, I have in my cookbook as well. You can, you know, it can become quite, quite paleo-friendly. And just, you know, substituting the different oils, um, your sugars instead of using your refined sugars, using some honey or some maple syrup instead, that kind of thing. Fantastic. And um, Emily, I'm interested to know, like quite often when I chat to people about um, the paleo lifestyle, one of their first few objections is, oh my goodness, but it takes so long to prepare healthy food and it's too hard and it's too expensive. Yeah. I'm interested to hear, like for me, um, paleo has actually allowed me to really um, embrace cooking and value it and it's almost therapeutic slash creative. I mean, how do you view cooking? Oh, for me, it's it's a huge like I I love cooking so much. It's always been, as I said, I grew up cooking from a young age. Mum hated cooking, so she was always happy to let me get in the kitchen. Um, and I just love creating things, and would much rather make my own food rather than go out or and I never get takeaway really, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and I just think you can be like you say, you can be so much more creative when you do have to think of. Um, ways of making things rather than buying, I guess, sauces in jars and that kind of thing. So if you're making your own things from scratch, like your curry powders and um, in my basics class I make a savoury spice rub and a sweet spice rub. And just by having that ready to go in the cupboard, you can add that to any of your different proteins 
and you've got a different meal each time. So it's little things like that. Also making my own mayo and um, even tomato sauces, tomato paste, that kind of thing in the firm mix and nut butters, as I mentioned before, coconut butter. It's just endless what you can do really. Yeah, how good is that? And the cool thing about that is that that – is the stuff that's usually expensive to buy. Mm, is exactly. Yeah, yep. and, and to buy that stuff. So to be able to make it yourself, you know, really puts puts that, uh, you know, it's too expensive thing to bed because you can have those fancy things and make them yourselves. And I really um, I really am thankful for your page because it's very evident, Emily, that your, your passion and, and the joy that uh, that cooking and, and using your tools like your Thermomix uh, really add to that. Um, where do you, where would you see yourself no holds barred? I mean, your passion is cooking. Where would you see yourself no holds barred in five years, for example, if you could, if you could step into whatever you wanted? It's mm, a good question. I, I would love, um, to own my own paleo cafe at some stage, whether it be part of the franchise or just my own cafe using the Thermomix and, you know, creating not healthy, tasty meals. It's even living in, I live in Melbourne CBD now. There's so little options, um, which is, it's really quite sad actually. Even just to go and get like a coconut milk latte or an almond milk latte anywhere, is, it's really hard. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I work at the cafe simply because I just love it. I love walking in and knowing every, I can have everything on the menu. I don't have to worry. It's been contaminated with gluten, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So, I really see myself and I I love talking to people about, you know, changing their lives and diet and cooking. So that's where I do see myself. I love it. I love it. And I love Mm -hmm. Steve's comment about the value for money because I think it's such a misconception, I think, that that going and eating healthy is going to cost you a truckload of money. That's correct. And, you know, when you look at what you're doing and making everything from scratch, I mean, you know, how do you find your food bills now, I guess, perhaps compared to what they were before going paleo and before getting your Thermomix and making everything from scratch? I honestly think they're a lot cheaper. I don't generally need to go to a supermarket now at all. I would tend to go to either the farmer's market or I get organic fruit and veg delivered and um, some uh, meat usually and nice. also I go to the farmer's market and get that. And like you said, if I, will, if I go to a shop and it's something that I can make myself, I will. I won't buy it. So things like mayonnaise, we make myself and use the egg yolk in that and then you can use the egg white in something else. Lots of economical things like that. Awesome. It's so good, like, just being able to chat about this because, you know, you, it stimulates your own ideas and that's what we're all about and that's largely what, you know, I love about your um, Facebook page and your Instagram. I mean, you get that visual stimulation from the photos that you share, but you have lots of interaction with the, the people that post to your pages as well. Um, does that fuel your passion as, as well, Emily? It does. I love being able to help people and um, and they're, often they'll give you feedback back to, you know, they might ask for a certain recipe and then they'll let me know they've tried it and say, oh, you know, that was really good. So that And that makes, makes me feel great and that's why I do it, you know, to help other people because I could just be cooking at home and just go along my merry way and if I don't share it with anyone, no one's going to benefit, I guess, from, from it except myself. And uh, we've got a, we've got another question here, Emily from uh, from one of our Facebook uh, followers, Nadine. Okay. Um, she said, uh, "Is your food the first to be eaten when taken to a dinner party?" Uh, <laughs> and second question: Have you ever had a complaint Ooh. about anything you've cooked? 
Oh, my husband could answer that one really well. He <laughs> he he frequently complains about my cooking sometimes. Um, <laughs> Is he the crash test dummy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if he likes it, then I know it's really good. If I can tr- kind of trick him, um, then I know I've got a winner. Uh, but uh, he's he's pretty good usually. Um, food food eaten first. Uh, often I'm often. Um, get a lot of compliments when I do have a dinner party at home, yep. which is great and I love entertaining, so um, that's good. And probably my sweet dessert things would be the most popular. Oh, yeah, that caramel slice, yeah. get out of town. Mm. Yeah, and uh, my other favourite would be a sticky date pudding. Oh, yum. Oh, no. Is, that's, that's my, my absolute favourite. Yeah. So. yeah. I want to come back to one you mentioned earlier, Emily, because you mentioned granola earlier. Yes. And uh, there's a there's a roasted granola I've made a few times, which is actually a recipe from the Eat But Like a Dinosaur. Eat Like a Dinosaur? Oh, yeah. yeah, Eat yep. Like a Dinosaur cookbook. Yep. And that is delicious. That is really good. But it is kind of fiddly and does take a bit of work to do. So I'm thinking that doing something similar to that in the Thermomix would be an awesome thing to do. So I'd love to know more about your granola recipe. That sounds pretty good. It's very easy, basically – with the Thermomix, you can pretty much throw all your ingredients in there and just roughly chop it. So you don't want to, as you've probably noticed with your Thermomix, if you turn it yeah. the speed up too fast, you've suddenly got a puree or a uh, yeah, you know, powder, nut powdered nut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just 10 seconds will go between chopping your nuts to nut butter. So if you just put it on like a speed four, so it just roughly chops it and then added a little bit of honey, so just some different mixed nuts, honey, coconut, some vanilla powder, cinnamon, mix that in your Thermomix for about 10 seconds, speed four, and then just spread it out on a tray to uh, bake in the oven for a short while. Emily, um, we, we don't get paid by Thermomix to do these episodes. <laughs> no. we, we just really uh, like it. I wish we did. I wish we did. And um, certainly, uh, you know, when you're ingenious, you can you can do whatever you want with whatever appliances you've got. But um, for the the thermomix is a pretty big investment. Um, what what is it about the thermomix for you that justifies the investment? I guess for me, it replaced everything else in my kitchen. Uh, I had a rice cooker, a steamer, a, a normal food processor. Pretty much all of that went out the window. Um, and being as I said before, like I always love cooking. When I saw the thermomix in action, I was just amazed at what it could do, and I had to have one. And I'm also very indecisive, so it actually took me probably eight weeks of toing and froing in my head before I bought it. But I could see the value in it because I could make everything from scratch, uh, you know. And I also I made a deal with myself that I would never buy bread again because I could make it quicker and easier. Mm. Um, I still make it for my husband now. Uh, sometimes he doesn't like it. Sometimes he does. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but even like making your own ice cream sorbets, as you oh, said before, yeah. the nut butters, uh, make coconut yogurt, that's, you know, $10 for a tiny little mm. container. So it really, the savings add up really quickly, actually. So nice. That's- There's some awesome ideas there, Emily. I think we're all just kind of drooling at the moment, <laughs> thinking about the possibilities. So. <laughs> What about, I mean, obviously, Emily, you're someone who can cook and has some pretty good recipes. So have you got a recipe? What's your favorite, I guess, non-thermomix recipe? I mean, do you ever cook any more without the thermomix? And, and do you have a favorite non-thermomix recipe you can share? My favorite non-thermomix recipe would be any roast, basically. I do love a roast. Nice. We probably have a roast once or twice a week. Yeah. 
uh, and would be pork belly. And so what's your tip for a good roast, Emily? So for a pork, pork belly, I do it quite, it's a bit of a weird trick, but basically uh, give your pork belly clean and dry it off with a, with a paper towel and then actually tip some boiled water over the skin. So kind of pre-scolds it, I guess you'd say. Dry it again and then sprinkle with some salt. And then sometimes we'll just tip a little bit of uh, apple cider over the top as well and then roast it at quite a high heat for 20 minutes and then turn it down and it always seems to turn out a beautiful crispy uh, skin. Oh, man. Wow. You do like the crackling in the works. Yeah. Oh. yeah. You've, just, you've just hit my weak spot. Pork <laughs> belly is so good. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to, for the first time, have to re-listen to a Paleo Show podcast <laughs> just so I can hear how to do that recipe because oh, that sounded not- awesome. There's nothing like a good pork crackling. Steve and I were lucky enough to get invited to um, some people we actually met at the the last cave camp, um, Leah and Mark, and they spoiled us rotten with like this amazing roast. And when you can get quality food like that at home, like seriously, you know, like you said before, why would you go out? That's exactly it. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think that all of the kitchen gadgets and knickknacks, the Thermomix has got to be hands down one of the most exciting items to make paleo cooking fun and easy. Yep. Um, something else that's getting us pretty excited here at that paleo show, and we've spoken about it a few times today, is Cave Camp Queensland. Now, I can't guarantee that we'll all be lugging our thermies up from uh, Adelaide, but <laughs> I can guarantee you a carefully planned, primarily inspired event like nothing else you've ever been a part of. So this event is for people looking to experience expert coaching and practical tips around functional movement, mindset, restorative relaxation, nutrition, and most importantly, bucket loads of fun while you're at it. So it's an absolute no-brainer. Come and join the TPS crew and our resident foodies, the Merrymaker Sisters, for an epic weekend chock full of hands-on, take-home, life-changing skills, and uh, not to mention copious amounts of amazing, delicious, lovingly prepared paleo food. Reconnect with your tribe at Cave Camp Queensland. Places are strictly limited to 30, and that's to make sure we give you the special time and attention that you deserve. So to turbocharge your paleo journey, head over to www.thatpaleoshow.com forward slash cave hyphen camp. And um, I hope that talking to the wonderful Emily today has inspired all of our listeners at home to really take pride in and find the joy of preparing their food at home, whether it's with a thermo mix or not. Um, I'll definitely be heading over to Paleothermy to suss out what everyone else is doing in the kitchen. And if you like the sound of this, you can connect with other like-minded health-conscious people by following Paleothermy on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. And thanks again um, to Emily. We've absolutely loved having you on the show today. Thank you. Yeah. We hope you have some fun as well. And until next time, make sure you head over to our website, thatpaleoshow.com, to tell us what you think. See you at Cave Camp Queensland. And until next week, check us out on Facebook and Instagram, share your story, and help to grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Hi, Brett Hill from The Wellness Guys and That Paleo Show here. We had some incredible feedback last year that being at The Wellness Summit with a group of like-minded people made it just that much better. So this year, we've created a special group rate for 10 or more people to attend The Wellness Summit. For spreading The Wellness Message, you can come to The Summit for just 197 bucks. That's a saving of $100. And all you need to do is get you and nine other friends along to Crown Melbourne on Saturday, August 16 and 17 for this once-in-a-lifetime event. To book your group tickets and have the best time ever with your friends, go to www www.thewellnesssummit.com
This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.